Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm Mark Shaw, and I'm joined. Do I have to say my name? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm Jim Quigley. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, I mean, you know, I could say, oh, Jim's a co-host or he's a this. I mean, you're just, you know, you're just a regular. You're fans. We get emails all the time. Have Jim back on the podcast. Deceptive stories on the podcast, Mark. <laughs> It's not, doesn't bode well for your character. Well, all right. Maybe it's just your mom. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Number one fan. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have a mom that loves us. Um, Mine too. Usually when I look and I see, oh, three people watch mom, dad, Mary, you know, that's (laughs) it. No, I want to start a little light because I think this is a heavy topic and um, we want to start with scripture. So Jim, I'm going to throw it over to you. What do you got? Yeah, I was thinking about uh, our topic what we were talking about, and this one really just hits me right off the bat, and hopefully it'll make sense once we uh, get into our topic. But this is 1 Corinthians 6, starting at verse 9. It says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, and here's ours, nor the drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And this is what I want everybody to hear. Verse 11, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Mm, mm, That's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. I, I think... So just to introduce our topic, what has been weighing heavily on my mind is our approach to addiction counseling is superior because it's God's approach. We are, we are not making anything up. We're going to the scriptures. We're expounding upon that. We are not renaming, relabeling drunkenness and being a drunkard as being an alcoholic or alcoholism, we are calling it what the Bible calls it, what you just read. And we know that it's a sin issue of the heart, which to most people today sounds unkind, but we know it's kind because we have the answer, the solution for that, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. He paid the debt for our sins. But what's been weighing heavily on me is the other message that I used to believe in and teach. I mean, I was all in on 12 Steps. And on the disease concept and all that. I mean, I was all in on that. I believed it. I loved it. I was part of it. And now God brought me out of that because I think that message is a message that kills. Mm. And that's pretty, you know, so that's why we started with a little light humor there in the beginning. But I know people that believe the lie that addiction is a disease or alcoholism is a disease and they have a disorder Maybe they have some other mental health labels and then they're on medications or, you know, Matt medication assisted treatment is uh, an option for people, but they feel trapped. And I know people who give up commit suicide because they feel trapped because all they ever believe is this, this lie that I believed and I was all in on, but they believe that lie. And so now that we, that God's opened my eyes and he's helped me to see there's a superior message and it's his message in the Bible. That's what I get excited about. So take it away, Jim. Yeah. Um, I was thinking 
as you were saying, because because people define things uh, differently, they take words and you know they 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 use them to fit their concept. Uh, I would argue that we could call it a disease if you would call having a sin nature a disease. Okay, we we can call it a disease then, right? Right. Um, yeah, uh, but but people, <laughs> it, it's just what you were saying. It's like they get offended when we relate it to being a sin issue of the heart, right? Um, they want to keep it, they, they want to separate it from that. This isn't a sin issue of the heart. This is a disease. And that's, that's what we are talking about. Um, because if it's not a sin issue of the heart, then there is, they're, they're trying to deal with it. And, and, and as you were saying, um, I was, I was once all in on the steps too, until mm. I realized they led to hopelessness, right? So if I have this disease, they even say it in their Bible, there is no known cure. There is no known cure, right? Which is in direct opposition to the passage I just read, right? And such were some of you, but, but, right? Yes. That but means you are not that anymore. That, that, that message does not exist in the 12-step realm and actually, in the Christian in in the in the Christian um, paradigm, if you think about it, um, the Lord wants to expose uh, the sin in our lives. Um, there's a there's a there's a bunch listed on that uh, on the list I just read that are all sins, and He wants us to have victory over them. But you know, this process that we're in of sanctification, He wants to expose new things for us to work on, and so. If you are a person that the only sin you're ever working on is addiction, right? Then you're never moving forward in your progressive Christian life because your day is really wake up and go to bed. And the only thing I need to work on is not using or drinking, right? Um, you're going to be stagnant, in my opinion. You're never going to be reaching new things. I tell people all the time 13 years now without a substance. Um, I don't know my exact sobriety date or anything like that. Um, I'm not trying to down people that know their sobriety date. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know mine. Um, I know it's somewhere around February, March, somewhere late February, early March, somewhere around there. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I don't struggle with the sin of addiction anymore. Right. In that context anymore. Right. You know, today I struggle more with, being a godly husband and father, you know, that's, that's more my struggle and thank God that's my struggle today. That's what I'm, that's what I'm focused on and working on. Right. I'm not, I'm not thinking about how do I stop sticking needles in my arms anymore? And I, and I'm not to downplay that. That's a very serious issue that we're trying to help people out with at the beginning, but you need to understand that there's, there's more to come, right? There's more sin that he wants to root up out of your heart. And he wants to give you victory over. But if you're constantly focused on just the, I have this disease that there is no known cure, then that is a hopeless message. That is, I, you know, you said a lot in there. I am convinced that this uh, approach that we have I think people misunderstand it because they hear us talk about sin and they think, okay, Jesus died for your sins. Great. Now what? And you just talked about the now what, but we're being 
sanctified progressively. It's a lifelong process of sanctification, of becoming less like Mark and more like Jesus. And we don't have to guess what we're trying to be sanctified into or what we're trying to be turned into, transformed into. It's into the image of Jesus Christ to be like him. And we see how he lived in the four gospels specifically while he was on earth and in acts a little bit. And then we also know that, that he's part of the Trinity. And so becoming like God, like Jesus is the goal. And when we read about Jesus, he's kind, he's patient, he's loving, he's humble. And you just talked about being a a better husband, a better father. I mean, we don't have to wake up every day and say, okay, today, I'm going to fight the sin of uh, uh, drunkenness because uh, I don't want to go to hell. And I don't, you know, it, it's it's behind me, like you said. I, and it's funny, like I, I picked a, a date. I'm in February as well, early March uh, for my date. But, but you know, the dates uh, for a while, it sustained me. It kept me. And I was like, oh, I got my date. And I, you know, now it's like, you know, I don't even know how many years or what, because it's it's a non-issue. I don't have to think, think hi, Mark, I'm an alcoholic. I have a disease. I have to introduce myself that way. I don't have to fight alcoholism, you know, which has no known cure, but I am forgiven in Christ. I'm a new creation, as you talked about. And so we, we I just believe that gives life. And so if I have to believe or I have to say that I'm an alcoholic or addict every day at every meeting and every, you know, it becomes my identity and that's not who I am. That's not who you are anymore. Right. And praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Yeah. You imagine, um, you know, one of the popular life philosophies has been um, in the last few years, um, the law of attraction. You ever, you ever, you ever hear about the law of attraction? You speak things into existence. Oh yeah. One yeah. Of the, one of the methods that they, they employ is they say, write down like, <clears throat> write down like five things that you want in your life to happen and put it, put, post it on the mirror and repeat those things to yourself every, every day. Right. So one of them is I want to be a millionaire and, and, you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to live in this place and, and right. and they say that the more that you train your mind to it, the the more you attract. You know, it's a bunch of hocus pocus. I don't, I don't, I'm not encouraging people. But the the thing is, is I wonder if people just biblically, instead of instead of going um, uh, to the to the mirror and waking up every day and saying, you know, I'm a drunkard, and I'm not going to be a drunkard today because I'm going to work on not being a drunkard today. And I'm going to do the next right thing. And uh, I'm not going to be a drunkard. And you, and you did that instead of doing that, which basically is what's encouraged through the 12 step model. The disease model is like, you know, hi, my name is Jim. I'm an addict and alcoholic. And I only have freedom because of, you know, because of what I did today. Um, Imagine if you woke up every day and you started at, started at um, uh, verse 11, the, the mid midway and say, you wake up every day and say, you know what? I'm Jim Quigley, and I'm, I was washed. I'm sanctified. I'm justified in the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus, and by the Spirit of our God, I'm going to live today. You know, right. imagine if you right. if you posted that in your mirror and said that every day, which is <laughs> yeah. in direct contrast to what you're encouraged to do in that disease model, which mm-hmm. again is is in it, it ends up in it starts off 
encouraging, right? You and I both were very encouraged by it. Yeah. Again, I'm not trying to make people that are being encouraged by it uh, feel bad. I'm just warning you that ultimately that ain't, that runs out, right? And yeah. the reality sets in. It's like, hey, I've been doing this now for five years and I don't right. seem to be going anywhere, right? Right. And that's that's where the hopelessness will start to creep in. That's where a lot of people give up. It's like, am I going to be like this the rest of my life? You right, know? right. No, no, not if you're in Christ. Right. You're a new creation. We use words like transformation. Yeah. We use words like uh, progressive sanctification, you know. Um, yeah. This is the exciting thing about living in Christ. It is. It, and, you know, if they said it was like a disease, like they used to say years ago, I don't have as big a problem with that. I mean, I don't love that. It, you know, it's an illustration. It's a metaphor, uh, you know, whatever. Or it's a, technically it's a simile, if you want to be grammatically correct. But I don't I don't out. mind. I don't mind that as much as I do when they say it is a disease, which is what mm -hmm. they say now. Right. Without the scientific proof behind it, they would say they have it but they don't have it. I mean, your brain lights up on a CT scan or whatever, or, you know, however they try to show you that. I mean, my brain, our brain lights up with cookies and, you know, pornography and uh, all kinds of things. So it doesn't prove disease. It just right. shows your brain is working. But when they say it is a disease, that's when I have an issue like a disease. I don't, I don't say a whole lot there. I'm, I'm glad you said that because there is nuance that needs to be, um, you know, mentioned. And, you know, I don't know if it's proper to use. I I, I haven't really thought about it much, but, um, you know, my grandmother used to tell me, you know, what you should tell people is that you have an allergy to it. You know, you have an allergy to it. Right. I, I like that language. I like that language because the truth is, yeah, I'm a new creation, man, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm washed, I'm sanctified, justified, and my life is different. But I also would not tempt um, uh, myself by by thinking, hey, you know what? That means I can now go and drink normally. I've experienced yeah. enough in my life to where, um, you know, I've done that before. I don't know if you've done that before. You get some clean time and you're like, hey, you know, I could drink like a normal person. Now, my 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 thinking was still all messed up back then. You know, yeah. I still I, I was saying I, I can do it now because I have built up enough righteousness to where, you know, I can I can I, I, I had overconfidence in myself and my self-control and self-will, not any confidence in Christ and his work and what he's doing. But again, today I wouldn't I wouldn't tempt anything by by encouraging people they can drink normally if they've ever had that type of a problem with it. Um, uh, I wouldn't and I wouldn't do it myself, you know. And again, I, I it's not because I'm afraid of anything, but um, I'm. Uh, it's more because why? Why? It's just not that important, right? Right. Because drinking it just cannot take that level of importance in my life anymore. It, I mean, it, not that it cannot, it just doesn't like, it's just not that important to test that. I mean, right. who would want to test that, you know, and that's, that's the sanctification part, you know, to me is, yeah, we, we don't espouse people to continue drinking or drugging, but you know, like our Kratom podcast and people like, why do you want to outlaw Kratom and why are you, you know, I don't care if you legalize everything. I mean, it, it, it won't affect 
me, Mark Shaw, personally. That's a controversial um, statement there, Mark Shaw. Yeah, You're a controversial yeah. person. I know. Well, I, you know, it doesn't affect me because I know my heart towards substances in general, and I have to be careful, like you said. I mean, and and I have to think differently. And in the early days, I was abstinence only. But, you know, I am someone who, you know, if you want to legalize stuff, legalize it. I, I don't think that's wise. I don't recommend it. But, um, but the deal is it's sanctification. And so in our approach, what we have to do, we have to point the person we're counseling to or discipling back to their own heart desires for those things that are external. So to me, drugs, kratom, alcohol, whatever, they're all externals. I have to look at my own heart. Why am I wanting this? What am I? What do I do when I take this stuff? Do I think more clearly? Do I love people better? Do I? The answer is, you know, I go on and on and on. No, 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 no. I don't really perform or function better under the power of those drugs. So for me, um, you know, if I have an injury or something and I need a medication or I take or I have surgery, praise the Lord, I, I'm glad for that. But I can't really trust my own heart, but I need to learn and grow. And so in, in our approach in counseling, we have to help people look at their own heart desires rather than, oh, legalize this, don't legalize this, don't, you know, I don't care about that. I care about your heart, how you're responding to life, how you're thinking. And is it biblical or not? Because we have to think biblically. And that's what the joy we get to do in counseling is helping people to live and think biblically about externalities while looking and identifying, where's my heart in this? Is it sinful? Am I looking for a selfish motive? Am I thinking about God and his kingdom? Or am I thinking about me? Yeah, you said it perfectly what i was trying to say probably going around a big circle but yeah i mean that is that is actually the literally what goes on in my heart i was asked this the other day someone someone asked me it was actually yesterday um one of the one of the guests here at freedom farm um he's been here i don't know he's been here about eight months and he wouldn't mind me telling you this but um uh one of the one of those of really, really heartwarming stories. I mean, he came here, he was diagnosed schizophrenic. Mm -hmm. Um, he was on serious medication for it. Uh, he, uh, we didn't tell him to stop taking his medication. He came here after weaning off of it himself at home. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have ever thought this guy had gotten a diagnosis like that. He's been here eight months wow. now, wow. no medication whatsoever. Hmm. He's on this he's on this trajectory right now. It's very encouraging. We were talking about some real serious life issues. And he said to me that uh, yesterday we were riding in the car and he said, Hey, does it ever come up? They're like, do you ever, do you ever think about it? And just like you were saying, I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, when it hits me the most is like movies. Okay. For some reason, there's always someone's drinking scotch and movies and it's all, mm -hmm. you know, it's all, yeah. you know, proper and you know, cool and, and it'll pop in my mind every once in a while. I, I mean, I used yeah. to enjoy drinking scotch. It'll pop in my mind. But then I immediately like, well, what does my heart want more? You know, mm. and I mean, I feel the pull, but I was like, you know what? My heart really just wants to continue on this path that I'm on where my life has been so much better without that in my life at all. Yeah. And what, what would I really get at is something like that, like momentary feeling of warmth in my body and, 
uh, and lightheadedness and whatnot. If I didn't take it, you know, to an extreme and get completely plastered and black out. Right. Like I, none of that stuff's that attractive to me anymore. No. You know? What's more attractive is, you know, being able to have the opportunity to be, like I was saying, the husband and, and, uh, and father to my children that I've been blessed with. You know, I just celebrated October 5th, 10 years of marriage, 10 Woo! years. Yeah. Uh, Congrats. Yeah. That's what yeah. a joy. Yeah. 10 of the oh, best years. It was of your so life. great. I signed up for another 10. I told my wife, <laughs> 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 yeah. you know, it was really you hilarious. My, you know, it was hilarious as uh, my son, he, he, JP didn't really, he couldn't understand what was going on. Cause yeah, we were, we were joking a lot about our being 10 years and, you know, um, and uh, <laughs> JP looks at it and he said, so, so does, does that mean you're getting married again? Ah. I, said, I said, no, we're just staying married, uh, son. And he goes, well, does that mean I'm going to get a brother? Ah. <laughs> oh man. That it's is funny great. where kids minds go, you know? Yeah. Cause he's three or four. No, he's five now. Is he five? Yeah, he, ju- he just turned. He just turned uh, last month. Oh, I missed his four-year, his, I love four-year-olds. I can't believe I missed that. Oh, man. Well, I just have to come see you guys. And Yeah, I I love that we, we have um, a message of hope in that Christ died for our sins. So we have eternal life. So salvation, you know, the world can't promise that. The disease model doesn't promise any kind of salvation or hope because it can't. You know, they can't say, well, if you're sober and you work these steps, you're going to have eternal life. They can't say that. Right. So we we can because we know our uh, the person who gave gives eternal life, provided it through his son, Jesus Christ. And so we believe in a Trinitarian God, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And then we have a message that says, "Okay, now that you're saved out of that, working out of that, not for salvation, because you already got it. It's in your it's in your wallet. It's in your pocket. Now, out of that, you're going to be sanctified. God's going to grow you and make you more like Jesus, his mm-hmm. son, who we read about in scripture. We know how he related to people in a loving and truthful way. And then we can become more like that in our relationships. And really, the, the whole message we have is a relationship message of you can know God better intimately and you can love your wife and kids and other people in a way that Christ loved other people. Mm. And that'll make a difference in the world. I I truly believe that uh, as we love and speak truth to people and care for people and point them to uh, our savior, that that brings hope and uh, a message that just you know, it doesn't make me think, oh, I'm suicidal because, yeah, I, I want to be with Jesus forever, but I've got work to do here. He owns my life. I don't own it. So he he decides when I go to be with him. And that could be tomorrow. It could be 20 years, could be, you know, whenever. He decides that it's his life. My life now is his life. I'm in Christ. I'm no longer this old man. I'm now a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I'm living for him. And so uh, we can walk by the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh because we have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. And so that's the sanctification. We already have salvation. And the 12-step disease approach can't promise salvation. It really 
promises some growth and sanctification um, and a spiritual awakening in step 12, right? Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, well, that's, you know, that's a conjured up spiritual awakening. Um, You don't have it as a result of the steps. You have it as a result of the work of the Holy Spirit and God's word working in your heart. And he decides that. So we can't earn it. We can't work it out. We have a message that says, hey, you can rest. You can do what God's called you to do. Work out the works that he's given you to do on this planet and rest in that and know that he's going to bless it and use it for his glory and his purposes. Mm. I love that. I love that message. That's what you get to do at Freedom Farm. That's absolutely what we get to do here. So it is. It's a great message. And, you know, more to the message that's promoted in the 12 steps. Um, you get the spiritual awakening after you clean yourself up. You know, mm. you have to do You have to clean yourself up and then you right. get the spiritual awakening. And again, the only like you said, the only promise that it does, it, there, there is no cure. There is a there is a. A potential daily re- reprieve. That's what they. That's that's all the promise that they they that they make. They make the promise of mm. you can have a daily reprieve. Yeah, from your hopeless state. So yeah, you got to do it every day, um, every, day. every single day, and uh, that's when you. That's uh, what they can promise there. So no eternal promise, no uh, new creation, no transformation just a daily reprieve. Yeah. I, I want more. Yeah. I want more. Well, well, Christ promises more. He gives more, you know? Yeah. I mean, try to apply that. I was just thinking in my mind, it's kind of maybe kind of silly, but um, you know, apply that to some of the, some of the apostles. So we have, we have, we have Paul, right. That was a, he was like a murderer, you know, he's like violently going after um, Christians, you know, imagine, imagine if Paul never moved, moved more than just not doing that on a daily basis. Right. Right. So I'm Paul. I'm a, I'm a murderer. Christian murderer. And today <laughs> I have a daily, daily reprieve from being a Christian murderer. No, I mean, what do we know that Paul, <laughs> Paul, like literally is transformed. He becomes a whole new person. Right. And he, and he continues to grow and it's, yeah, you know, he's not doing that anymore. You know, he's, he's doing something, something else now. So I am Peter. I'm a denier of Christ. Right. Um, I have a today. I won't die, deny Christ because I'm going to make sure I don't do this denial. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a daily reprieve from that. Right. From, from Christ denial. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just so much more. So that's that's why we do what we do. That's the hope of the gospel. And Jim, I know you're busy. I want to thank you for jumping on here and doing this. I know you're in the middle of a busy day. Ah, but it's good. I got to go pick up JP in about 15 minutes. Oh (laughs) man, JP, he is so much fun. He loves Kentucky. I know Kim, Kim Tucky, Kim Tucky. We're going to Kim Tucky. (laughs) We'll got to get you guys back up here and you guys have a, a benefit. We need to tell people real quick, your fundraiser in November. November 2nd here uh, in Boone at the uh, Samaritan's Purse has their their international headquarters here in Boone. And they let us use the Furman building there where uh, they will feed us. Um, So, yeah, anybody interested, November 2nd, uh, 6 p.m., just uh, reach out. Jim Quigley at FreedomFarmMinistries.org and I'll put you on the list. So, see you there. Yeah, it's a beautiful place, beautiful venue. Great night of encouragement to hear testimonies and what God's doing through Freedom Farm. 
and uh, and then all the updates and highlights and future ideas and plans so everybody needs to 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 support you come to that dinner and and but be encouraged that's the bigger part and be a part of what god's doing at freedom farm so good deal all right jim well we will see you take care and god bless god bless